Good day to all you hockey fans out there. It is February 8th and you are listening to the one, the only, Talking Puck Podcast. I'm Sean Coles, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Lake. And we're going to kick off the show as uh, as we normally do with a quick uh, rundown of how the week has been for the Canadian teams. And we'll start off as we normally do with the Toronto Maple Leafs who, man, they had a hell of a week last week. <laughs> Just awful. Oh my god, losing... They, they gave up 22 goals in, in four, four games. games. It's been a long time since I've seen them that bad defensively. And in his last, was it his last three games? Anderson's like one, 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 and yeah. he's got like a oh it's five six or goal. six goals yeah. against average, and <laughs> it's bad. In his last four games, he hasn't been hasn't had a save like a, a save percentage higher than like eight seventy or something like that. Yeah, it, it, and which is weird because he had two shutouts going into the All-Star break and then all of a sudden it's like, what happened, bud? But some of the goals, yes, he's at fault for and not maybe not picking up rebounds like he normally would. But the Leafs have not been good defensively. Well, and that's the thing is he's letting five goals in, but if you look, like against the Bruins, it was against like 41 shots or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And you look at other teams. It's not like it's five goals on twenty-one shots. It's five or yeah. six goals or four goals on thirty-two shots. So, well, and the defensemen aren't clearing away the rebounds either, which is part of the reason. I know the Boston game that was an entertaining game, but like, it a lot of those goals were coming off rebounds that probably should have been cleared. Were the defensemen in the proper spot? Yeah, and I don't know if it's like we were talking about earlier where. He might be tired because he's not used to the full load for the whole yeah. season, right? Not only was he, you know, splitting the season with uh, Gibson, but he was also behind a more sound defensive team in Anaheim. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know, maybe if it's just a longer season wearing on him or what, but that's possible. But he's going to have to figure it out quick because they have a busy month to say the least. Well, was it McElhenney played last night? He yeah. let like one goal on like almost forty shots last night. So yeah, he had a good game. He's been a really good backup, but it. With Babcock in charge, there is not going to be a goalie controversy. Oh, no, not at all. At this point, Anderson's going to be back. McElhinney's not Thursday. really a starter. He's more of just a solid backup he anyways. Is. Which, and this is the shocking thing. Out of 25 wins that the Leafs have this season, only three of them have come from the backup. Oh, and two of them, I think, are McElhinney, and I think Yeah, the one third. is Bebo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that is not good enough, clearly. but and And that might be... Maybe part of the reason if Anderson is tired is that he played so much in the first half of the season because there was no one else to play. So right? much and facing that many shots when you're you know your defense yeah. isn't really getting it out of the way. Well, they were better in the first half, but yeah. at the same time there was a lot of games where he was facing 37, yeah. 38 shots. Right, so hey, and, and you know what, some goalies thrive off that. Oh, Luongo. <laughs> yeah, Luongo. Uh, I remember Jonathan Bernier. As well, when he was in Toronto, he always always played the best when he was facing like 50-plus shots. That was like uh, Luongo when he played for Florida the first time. He'd <laughs> face 40, 50 shots a game, he let in one. He'd go to Vancouver, he'd face 17 shots, he let in four. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they, they played really well against Dallas uh, last night and played pretty solid defensively. Yeah, people were going on, oh, Dallas still had their chances and they outshot them. It's like, well, you know what? A lot of their shots came in the third period when the Leafs were leading. So it, that stands to reason that, yeah, they're going to have a few more shots on that because they're trailing. Now, it was good to see them kind of cl- tighten up defensively after the previous four games. But, you know, it's something they got to continue. And with the, the young star power that they've got, I think they're 
they're going to be at least knocking on the door of the playoffs. They should be making the playoffs. They should. At this point. With, with although the Eastern Conference, especially with the Metropolitan Division, it is a really tough division. So if they're, they're going to make the playoffs, it's either going to be the last wild card spot or they're going to have to yeah. fight for one of the top three. I, there. At this point, they'll be lucky to get the last. Well, either, uh, yeah, top three or last wild card spot because Philly's not doing too well last time I checked the standings. But speaking of the... Uh, of the playoff spots there, the top three, Montreal's position there is not looking as secure as we maybe thought it was even a week and a half ago. No, and and Carey Price has been a little bit more normal. He's like he's only got three wins in his last ten games. You mean Carey Price is human? <laughs> oh my god, he uh, he's been yeah. I mean the whole team really, the whole team's only been they haven't been averaging as many shots per game or as goal as many goals per game. So the goal, the games they do win, Price is still human, still lets in three or four goals, but they're scoring more, right? Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's. I was happy last night as a Colorado fan to watch them uh, <laughs> shut out Montreal. Especially with Ranton and getting the hat. Yeah, that's what yeah. they. That's what you know. That's part of the future, right there. <laughs> One of the two pieces, yeah. apparently. <laughs> actually, speaking of that, I was uh, I was hearing today actually that apparently Montreal is potentially looking at Duchesne. Yeah, they've been looking at, and last and, night was apparently a like a scouting opportunity yeah. for them. I, they, I know they need a center. I don't know that it's Duchesne that they need. They, they're looking to up their size down the center. Duchesne's not a big guy. I he's mean, what, maybe six feet? He's like 5'11", 200, I think he is. Oh, so, okay. I mean, he's not so, small. He's got he's, some good size to him. But he's fast. Yes. Very fast. So, so he would fit in well with the Eastern But they're, they're looking more like Hansel kind of, like yeah. bigger 6'3", 6'4", kind of guy, you know, 220, 230. But I don't know what you're going to get. Because from what I was hearing, Colorado's asking price for Duchesne was Sergachev. Yeah. Um, then they were also asking for like a pick. And, and a first. And a yeah, first, first round. And then a, I think Michael McCarron was, was the other pick. See, McCarron I heard was being asked by Arizona. I heard with Colorado as well. Yeah. What I was hearing about what Colorado's been asking in that regard was um, – top prospect like the absolute top prospect which for montreal is sergachev a uh, young defenseman and a pick so the young defenseman would probably be nathan boyu oh yeah boyu yeah um one interesting fact that i did find out about the colorado montreal game last night is calvin pickard was the first goalie for colorado to shut out montreal since like the quebec nordiques in like 89 (laughs) or something like that (laughs) oh man the weird stats that you find out eh? yeah very odd and yeah the I don't know, Montreal is just looking so human lately. And it's it's clear that, and I've been I've said this all along, because I've always thought that Carey Price papered over so many deficiencies within the Canadiens team. Oh, yeah. And the way I look at it is everyone's like, oh, David Duke makes a better goalie than, than Carey Price. It's, uh. yes, he might be having a better year, but... A few years ago, he was the worst goalie in existence. Yeah, don't forget, though, that he was playing in Edmonton right. behind a team that just didn't play defense. and left Right, but could you imagine Carey Price behind dry. Chicago or Carey Price behind L.A. or Carey Price, you know what I mean, behind Anaheim? Yeah, yeah there, there is something to be said for that. I think for Dubnik, though, a lot of it was probably mental. Oh, I'm sure it was, but I'm just saying all goalies go through slumps. Yeah. Carey Price is proven that he is the best in the world, and I don't think that this is going to mean that he's done or he's washed up. Oh, I don't, I don't. Think he's going to come either. back. He's just, I think he's just having a rough spell. And I think maybe, you know, he's a new father. Maybe it's something at home is he's yeah. 
Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. And you, but this is the thing is that once you have shown yourself to be as out of this world as Carey Price has, it's very hard, I think, to regain that once it loses a bit of its luster. You know, like with going through this rough patch after sitting out basically an entire season. That's probably also the thing, too, is yeah. he hasn't played a whole season, right? <laughs> well, I, I don't know how much they're playing their backups either. I, they're not playing it very often. Like, yeah. They, again, they're depending Like, last a night was a game that, you, that you'd think that they would have played against Colorado. you think they would have played Montoya. Yeah, exactly. And I I don't know what Michelle Terrian does. I have never been a fan of him. I've always thought that they need to go with someone else. And, hey, maybe with Cla- Claude Julien, maybe now's the time to move forward with uh, firing Terrian. You know, yeah. get some... Get some new blood in there because from what, again, what I was reading today, he is jumbling the lines as much as he can to try and spark something and nothing's happening. Yeah, I don't know really what uh, yeah. what's going on there. But, um, you know, as we were saying before, speaking of uh, speaking of trades um, and mo- just moving on to Ottawa here, today is the one-year anniversary of Dion Phaneuf getting traded to the Ottawa Senators. Which is funny because apparently... Ottawa might ask Dion Phaneuf yes. to move their no, his no trade clause for <laughs> like, the expansion draft. That is funny. I see that literally two hours after I've been reading all day. <laughs> oh, they're so happy with what he's brought to the table, and then they're going, "Yeah, we're going to ask him to waive huh? that. <laughs> so he might get taken by by uh, Las Vegas." And I I get why they made the trade because yeah, I got a lot of money off their books in the short term. They are going to be so screwed down the stretch with that contract. Yeah. Yeah, Ottawa. And, I mean, to be fair, it seems like Phaneuf has been playing better in Ottawa than he did in Toronto for the last little bit. He's a second pairing defense. Right. Maybe a third. Like, fourth for sure. Maybe a third. But my thing is, but do they keep any salary if he goes to the expansion draft? I think I think Vegas has to take all of it because yeah, they have they to do. hit the minimum salary, right? Yeah, and they probably... I doubt they would take him, but they might. You never know. Yeah, and d- depending on who else they get, they might need the, the money to bump yeah, the salary exactly. cap, right? Exactly. And, I don't know, as, as usual, Ottawa is such an up-and-down team, but, you know, hey, Toronto's tied with them now in the, in the standings, but Ottawa's got another game in hand. But with these games in hand that they have on Montreal, and with the way that Montreal is playing right now, it's not out of the question that you know they could catch Montreal in the standings. Well, I think Montreal has their break coming up soon. I think from what I was yeah. reading, they yeah, because they played a lot of games. They play like I think they play one or two more games, and then they get their like five days off or whatever. So yeah. maybe you know they'll get caught. Maybe they won't. Who knows? Well, if they go on that bye and Ottawa manages somehow to win uh, three straight games in the, I think, at least three or maybe four games that they have um, in hand on Montreal. They'll be right up there tied. They're right up there with them, which which no one thought would have happened, but they're getting half half decent goaltending until the other night when they got totally shelled. Yeah, they get shelled by the Sabres, but the Sabres, did you see like last night, they were down 4-1 in the third period and they came back and won? (laughs) Yeah, well, the Sabres, are, I think, are finally starting to turn it on a bit because they are healthy. Yeah, that's a problem that they've had for years is injuries. Well, it, and it's probably with stuff like uh, Evander Kane scoring the goal, head lo- first losing the an edge and going head first <laughs> in the boards. That doesn't really tend to help that. But, um, 
Yeah, it, with Ottawa, it's going to be an interesting situation. Anderson, I think, is slowly making his way. Yeah, back he's in, back. But... He's just he's just practicing and whatnot, yeah. but he's he's back for the remainder of the season now. So yeah, well, and they and I know he was asked whether or not uh, they've talked about an AHL conditioning stint, which is maybe not a bad plan. Get Why him not? into a couple yeah. of games that well, it's in the minors; they don't really matter as much as right. the big club. But he said they haven't discussed that, so who knows what's going to happen there. He. They'll probably throw him right in, and he'll probably be brilliant as usual. But they're they're gonna have to figure out what they want to do with him long term. Yeah. Because at this at this point, do they keep Condon in the expansion draft, or do they keep Anderson? Do they protect Anderson? And at I don't think point, they should. Condon's the younger goalie. Yeah, exactly. I think Condon's got more uh, longevity to him, and uh, maybe maybe even a bit more upside. So who knows what's gonna happen, right? Well, who knows? pretty much. I don't see Anderson going any high, getting any better than he is. He's pretty much yeah. peaked, right? So you've seen the best of him. So, I mean, Condon's still a young goalie. He's kind of unproven in the league. So there, yeah. technically there could be a higher upside, right? So Could be. Could be. And you know what? If they if they go that route, I don't I don't think anyone should be surprised. No, no. Some people might be surprised, but I don't think they should be. But uh, moving it along, we will move on to the Winnipeg Jets, who, as usual, are just... Middling around 500. 500. Yeah. And and the interesting thing, I think, was last night they played, Line was benched yeah, for he, like half a game. He was, uh, his, uh, they, 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 the way um, they were explaining it was he wasn't benched. They were limiting his minutes. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but Coach speak for benched. One thing that I find interesting for them being, you know, sub 500 is I was reading a stat today that they're the only team in the NHL with four players with 40 plus points. Yeah, because it's those. It's the one the, line. The only players that score. <laughs> yeah, it's the one line of like Shifley, Line, and um, is it who is it? Is it um, Shifley, Line, probably Blake Wheeler. I imagine maybe. probably Blake Wheeler. And, and then, then there was another I'm one. Sure Buff is in there. Yeah, as well. someone there was Buff there was four. I know Line A and Shifley were the two, but man, I'm telling you, watching uh, watching Shifley get laid out by uh, Nikita oh. Zadorov from Colorado. Yeah, that was a brutal. And he hit. laid out someone else right before that too. But it was he uh, had like four or five solid hits. And the same as last night too against yeah. Montreal. It's like he's he's finally who the Colorado thought he was, and it was awesome. Well, for now, for now, if for he, now. If he can keep it up, then then brilliant. But uh, you know, it, it, you don't see those open ice hits very often. It seems to happen to which Winnipeg, is, which is why it seems like Shifley thought he was okay to keep his head down. <laughs> oh man, they they gotta learn that. I and I know it's safer to go through the neutral zone now with speed, but. The odd defenseman still gonna step up, and or guys like Ovechkin, <laughs> yeah, or guys like Ovechkin who just like to hit everything they like see. Like when he hit Yager at the Olympics, you remember that in the open ice and destroyed <laughs> no. him. Oh my god, I don't remember that. No, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> it was a big hit. Yeah, I bet. Well, he's a, he's a big guy. Holy smokes! And it'll be interesting to see actually if um, Lining gets to be that size. By the end of it, because I'm not. I, I know he's pretty big. He's, yeah, six, he's two, like six, six three. Yeah, I think he's like six three. So it'll be interesting to see if he ends up being like the 220, 240 pounds. That's what uh, you know. The law of topic. The same with Rantanen. He's like six three, six four. Yeah, he's big. He's a big guy. He's, yeah, yeah, he's a big boy. That's for sure. That's for sure. But you know what, Winnipeg. It, there's really much to say. No, because they keep going the way they're going. They win and two. They lose two. <laughs> and it's a shame because they should be doing better than they are. And uh, they just can't figure things out. And as I know we've said in the past, I, to, to me, I think it just comes down to their lack of goaltending. Yep. 
Like, if they're getting beat 5-2 by the Avs, there's a problem. But, but to be fair, the Avs have been turning it on the last few games. They're still the worst team in the league. <laughs> yes, they are, but <laughs> in two games, they scored nine goals. The Leafs were <laughs> atrocious last year and still won more than the Avs have, so it stands to reason that they'd maybe get a little bit of a win streak going. Oh, and that's what I mean. I'm saying it's bad that you lose to the Avs, but the Avs have been slowly playing better hockey than they have all year, is well, what I've been trying to say. Couldn't have, <laughs> they couldn't have sustained a nine-game losing streak for that long. But <laughs> moving on from Winnipeg to another team that's been rather frustrating but managed to beat Pittsburgh last night was uh, the Calgary Flames, who, again, they're – they're sitting in a half decent position to get into uh, well, in a weak Western Conference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if I think the only really competitive uh, conference right now, or division, I should say, is the Metropolitan. Yeah, everything else is super weak this year. Which, you know, it uh, goes towards what the NHL wants, which is parity. But at the same time, you just get a bunch of teams that aren't really doing that great. Which is weird, though, because usually the Central Division is always a huge battle because you get yeah. Chicago, you get Dallas, you know, you get all those teams oh, up front. Dallas is a dumpster fire. This year, they're, this yeah, year. It's, it's weird because they're always usually parental playoff teams that are always, you know, on the brink, but you know, they never Patrick, have the goal. Patrick Sharp has, like, six goals this year. He's getting paid $5 million plus. And I'm pretty sure this is his contract year, too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so he will be taking up. Big pay cut next year, that's for sure, and it most likely And apparently not be with Dallas. Dallas, too, is um, they contacted uh, the Penguins about Marc-Andre Fleury. Oh, they have to. <laughs> and they have to pray to God that Pittsburgh will take either Kari Lettinen or yeah. Antti Niemi back in in return, plus I'm sure a big a big pick from them. And But just going back to Calgary for a second, I they... They really pushed Pittsburgh last night. It was interesting. Like even Sidney Crosby had the puck taken off his stick by uh, Furland, I think. Literally, Furland took it took it off him as he was basically walking the line, skated down to the other end of the rink on a breakaway, and scored. Huh. How often do you see Sid getting mugged like that? That yeah. doesn't happen. Very well, often. usually he's in the corners by the boards, and no one can that touch too. him when he's down there. But that is true. <laughs> that is true. But uh, you know what? Hopefully Calgary can keep on, you know, pushing and. The more Canadian teams to get into the playoffs, the better. But uh, again, not uh, not a ton to talk about in terms of in terms no of them real, this week. It's no been, real stories. No, or... been uh, been a quiet week for them. Which you know what, for a team that isn't doing the greatest, maybe not such a bad thing. But you know, they beat the Wild five one. Yeah, and the that Wild, the Wild impressive. are really good. Wild now, are good this year. I don't know if Dubnik played that game though. But still, yeah, that's true. regardless, that still defense is really good. <laughs> it is. Imagine it is. if they still had Brent Burns. Oh my God! They are—they gotta be kicking themselves over letting him go. Yeah, but at the same time, he might not have developed, developed into who he is. His, his shot in the skills competition was unreal. <laughs> it was the one from half. Yeah, like yeah. The red line. Oh my God! Did you see? There was like a stat of like goals by defense or goal goals by teams defensemen, and it was like you know. Um, Someone like like Philadelphia, some weird team was in. No, Florida was the top team who has the most goals from by defensemen, and then it, it had all thirty teams. And then and Burns, Burns himself was like the thirteenth, like <laughs> alone, more than half the teams. He had more goals, and it was pretty funny. <laughs> and you know that, and that's something that's interesting. Getting a lot of points from your back end. You look at like the Leafs; they get nothing yeah. from their back end. Their defense is there to put the puck with the forwards, and that's about it. 
not much, uh, not much else unless you're Jake Gardner. But it's not even the fact that they're but. getting points in the back end. It's that Brent Burns is on pace for forty goals this oh, year. He's an unreal player. <laughs> he is. He's he's just amazing. Like that have that kind of skating ability when you are as big and bushy bearded. Yeah, and he's like what, like two hundred and forty pounds or something like that. At least he's at least that big. He he's like he's at least as big as Dustin Bufflin. I'm just happy Bufflin's he's Canadian. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Like he's the only one that can take on Bufflin. There's got to be no way that he doesn't make the Olympic roster now. Like he, you know, he was on the. I know they don't really like that style as Hockey Canada, but him and Vlasic as a pairing would be pretty good. Well, because he was on the World Cup of Hockey roster, right? So yeah, that's true. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. So it provided they go. Yeah. In 2018. Now, it, apparently, it, if they don't go in 2018, I mean, might not be going in 2022. I heard as well. Yeah, which, which they they don't want if if going in 20 if. Going to in 2022 means that they have to go in 2018. They're going to have to go because China is where they want to expand. Yeah. Right? But something I heard that was interesting, it was um, just on TSN, they threw it out for shits and giggles, is does Mitch Marner make Team Canada? I did see that. I did see that. It's an interesting proposition. Maybe it's like the... Um, nine, like, At this point, I think he's still too young. I think in the next at the next Olympics, I still think there's enough skill out there that, no offense Marner, that is going to make it before he does. You know what? I look at I look at it this way. They they usually take guys like Claude Giroux or something like that as an additional forward, yeah. maybe to add a little, little extra. Swap out Giroux for Marner. Yeah, but again, like as much as I can see that happening, Giroux just does have the more experience in the league, right? Like he's got but that right now, I would say that Marner's better. That's the thing. Yeah, but it, but you, it's hard to make that call just off of five months, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. But again, another half season under his belt, he's right? Playing well, it's, I think it's, he's going to be there. Canada, like you know, who Eiserman and all those guys are going to have a. I don't know that it'll be Eiserman. Whoever might the, be done, but yeah, whoever does Doug it. Wade or once I don't know who some 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 guy well, with Ken Hitchcock or. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who knows with, with Ken, that's for sure. But uh, anyways, get back to the Canadian teams, talk quickly about uh, the Edmonton Oilers, who, I don't know, they uh, they had kind of a bad week last week, but they're still sitting pretty. Yeah, they, they have a good record for the Western Conference. For actually, just overall, they have a pretty good record. And I, 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 I was reading today that apparently in the out of all the Canadian teams, they have the the best number one line, which yeah. for them is McDavid, Maroon, and Drysaddle. Yeah, well, Drysaddle's been playing phenomenal this year. Yeah. He well, he's a very good player, and he should be probably playing center at this point. For some reason, they don't have him doing that yet because he's been playing so well on the wing with McDavid. Yeah, well, <laughs> and he adds that little two way touch. I think that uh, that they need. It was but, like the first year that McKinnon came in when he didn't play center as he should have. He played wing with Duchesne. Well, I when. When a rookie's coming in their first year, it is very hard to play center. Oh, for sure. Like, and the biggest thing for that is face-offs. Like, you look at Kadri. He's been in the league for, what, at least six years now? He's still not that great on face-offs. That's funny, because as bad as Colorado is, they're, like, number one or number two for face-off percentage. So, apparently, winning face-offs does not equate <laughs> to wins. And that's because their <laughs> defense sucks and cannot move the puck. True. Very true. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's it's interesting to see that Edmonton has progressed as quickly as they did. I know you called it beginning of the year. 
that they were going to be in the playoffs. And right now it's really looking like that's going to be the case. But it, oh, it's just it's interesting that they've shot up this fast. I know they've made some good moves, solidified the back end of it. Apparently, actually, though, they might be looking to move um, Davidson off their defense because as much as they like him, he's most likely going to get taken. Right. In the summer, so it, that again, that brings up: Do you move them now? Do you wait till the draft? Yeah. To try and move them? Oh no, you It'd can't be wait till the draft because the expansion draft is before that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so they'd have to pretty much see what they could get come yeah. March first. You know, and, and it sucks, but they did have happens. they did play well though. On was it Sunday against Montreal? They won one nothing yeah. in a shootout, Oof. and that was a good, really good game. I mean, both ways, like. The impressive thing that was awesome this week, I don't know if you saw it, was uh, McDavid was kind of skating around, broke a stick on purpose. Oh, yeah, it went and got a, went and a, got new, a one. new one from the trainer who was like super fast to grab it and then yeah. went on a breakaway and scored. I thought that was pretty unique. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. And and that's the thing with sticks these days is that it's hard to know when they're going to break, but evidently some players can kind of tell yeah, when it's like, going to happen. Because I saw Austin Matthews do something similar the other night where he just he broke it and it was like... Give me a new one. Yeah, because he he probably obviously the, did not want the it flex to explode or the, on him. the flex or the stiffness probably feels different. They can probably, probably tell, right? Yeah, with with that kind of skill level and for how much they handle those sticks, you gotta think that they would have figured out something by then. But you know what? Hope again if they can get into the playoffs, great. I don't foresee them progressing very far if they do. But I see more power to them. I see maybe them if they you know max second round exit. Yeah. Probably, but who knows? We'll have to, again, as we like to say, we'll have to mm-hmm. wait and see. And our final Canadian team, the Vancouver Canucks. Honestly, who cares? Yeah. Middle, middling team at this point, and I think their their stats are probably making them seem like a better team than they actually are. It's a team that's in trouble, and they need to they need to shake things up. But the I, w- I would say the only interesting thing for them right now is is what do they do about Bo Horvat? Because if I'm not mistaken, he is up by for... His entry-level contract or whatever? Yeah, I think his entry-level's done. They're going to have to give him his contract. And do they give him give him the max in terms of term and a good chunk of money, or do they give him a bridge deal? I, I, yeah, that's, that's hard. That's hard because... He's, I mean, he's he, their top prospect. He's their future. Like, he's, yeah. he's their... You know, he's there. Too bad there's not two of them. Yeah, too bad they don't have anyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, because, like, they still have a lot of the Sedin's money, too, right? So, Yeah, and God knows what's going to happen there, but they're going to have to figure out a way to pay him. Yeah, because he needs to be paid. He's going to have to. Yeah, he's got to. He's their best player. He's going to be their future. The the problem, though, with being RFA is that you have no leverage. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can sit out a little bit, and yeah, that would really screw them over. But at the same time, that kind of screws you over Like at the, same the Jacob time, Truba right? situation? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, and to an even more extreme extent, you look at Jonathan Drouin. Yeah. Who sat out, like, almost the whole second half of last season before he kind of reintegrated, and he's been phenomenal <laughs> since. Well, but, he also didn't want to play in the minors, so he just didn't show up. <laughs> I, I don't blame him because his skill level is enough that he should be in the he NHL. should be in the NHL. But who knows what the hell's going on with John Cooper and all that? Because um, that's a whole other whole other set of issues there. But Vancouver, I think, needs to pay him. They need to give him at least five mil for probably three to four years, if not more, because he's a center. Centers get paid. 
Yep. And he's going to be a high, that's the thing with these contracts. You're not only banking on what they've done, you are banking on what they are going to do. And Bo Horvat, the way he is trending, is going to be very good and well worth whatever they pay him. And good centers are hard to come by. Wingers, are, wingers are easier. Dime a dozen. Not, yeah, so. Just come to the Leafs. We've got lots. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a good deal if you take three or more. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know what? We'll see how things go with Vancouver. I hope they don't try to be buyers at the deadline, but... Knowing Jim Benning, they probably will. Yeah. But um, on to some other quick news here. The uh, I want to talk quickly about the All Star Game. What what were your or what were your thoughts on the All Star Weekend in total? Because that's what it is now. It's the All Star Weekend. Well, it's yeah, because yeah, I, I enjoy like I enjoy the uh, the skills, skills competition. It's fun to watch. The game so much doesn't really matter to me. Like I, yeah. I, I mean, it's fun to watch the three on three, but at the same time, yeah, it's man. like I enjoy just watching the skills competition. The actual game to me is pretty useless. I mean, I liked it in yeah. baseball because in baseball, the the all star game used to determine home field advantage for the World Series. Which now it doesn't. No, now it doesn't. Wrote that out. But yeah. it used to have some sort of meaning. Right now, they play for a million dollars. That's. <laughs> yeah, well, and that that's what uh, the NHL did. Was oh, let's. Offer him a million dollars and see what happens. And I watched the first two games. I got angry after the second one because Rask was so awful. <laughs> God, that I was so infuriated. I was like, if Price just stayed in, we'd have been fine. But no. <laughs> and, and, oh, God. But anyways, the, uh, I don't know. It's, I used to, I used to like it, but I watch it now and I go, this game is pointless. Yeah. And God bless Rogers for taking Don Cherry out there, because he, he even he was like, I don't normally come to these things, but I'm going to tell the truth. And he basically went on to say, Yeah, this game is shit. These players don't care. They put in the least amount of effort possible because they don't want to be there. They just want to be there and have fun. There's no competitive edge whatsoever. The one thing that was interesting was uh, Sidney Crosby did score his first ever All Star game goal. <laughs> I thought the funnier part was uh, Subban trying to hold down McDavid. Yeah. In the first game, he just like gave him a bear hug. <laughs> I uh, my the highlight for the weekend for me was when um, um, what's his name Ryan Kessler's little son Riker. Yeah, scored. that was awesome. Like I liked how Carey Price kind of made it look like he attempted to make the save, but he it would have been what it, he was doing. Oh, one hundred percent. He's a really classy guy, but it would have made my day had he have just like swatted the puck or like done something and just. God, Get the just fuck like out of here! Yeah. <laughs> that would have made my day, but you don't do that to a little no, kid, and especially not on national. But it's television. Ryan Kessler's kid. I mean, Ryan Kessler's a dirty prick. So I mean, come on. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Every time he came out on the ice, it was boo. Yeah. So that's why I think he didn't do any of the shots. He didn't want to get more booed. Oh man, that would have been funny. I wish he would have done that just as a joke and then have him go again. Yeah. And but I mean, like in, I said but... to you last night, Carey Price uh, is a really classy guy. Yeah, he, he is. Uh, most, when, most hockey players are. In general. Like, yeah, even, um, who was it yesterday? Uh, Ryan Getzlav. When what's-his-face yeah. when the Rangers got hit from behind, he kind of, you know, helped like, him get on. back to his bench. <laughs> but yesterday when Rantanen scored his uh, his third goal for his first-ever hat-trick, yeah. you know, McKinnon went to go get the puck, but Price kind of, like, turned and, like, picked up the puck and handed it to McKinnon, right? Yeah. Most goalies are most people. I wouldn't. I just fucking shoot the puck down the ice. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Go get it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, you know what? To to you and I, that would be a normal thing. But you know what? When it's not your first goal that's been scored on you, 
I, you probably take it a little less personal. Well, and the fact that he knew that it was the hat trick yeah. goal too, right? Like instead of just like and, personally picking it up and handing it. That's the nice thing about uh, hockey players; they do tend to be, excuse me, for the most part, a little classier. Unless than, you're Brad Marchand. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm I'm betting that Brad Marchand's a pretty classy guy, anyway. Oh, it's just that he's a pest. <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah. I'm sure off ice he's the nicest guy in the world. Apparently likes to sloop with everyone because he did that like two times in a week. Apparently he like trains and hangs out with um, McQuaid and Dan Phaneuf and PEI in the summer. Interesting. I doesn't. I, well, I could see that actually. Someone, I, interestingly enough, someone I went to high school with his neighbors was his mother. Really? Yeah, and uh, just outside of Halifax, I guess. Just how it's Does she funny. also have a giant nose? <laughs> <laughs> She's probably needed a new hip after all the times you sloop with oh, her. Yeah, bro. <laughs> These aren't tacos. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be kind of funny. Um, oh god, I can't remember what I was going to say now. It just going back though, what Don Cherry was saying is that they they put in no effort, and they're even being offered a million dollars, which breaks down to like ninety grand each. I'd fucking love 90 grand. Which they probably lose to escrow anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, and, you know, it was funny because he, he was saying, you know, the, the top prospects game, which is, you know, for the, all the CHL players, they uh, it's kind of like their all-star game, right? He's yep. like, you watch them, they are going to be out busting their ass. And I watched the game, and they were. Oh, it yeah. was a great game. Oh, yeah. But they still have something to play for. The NHL players don't. Nope, not at all. They have their own teams to play for. They don't really want to go. So it it kind of begs the question, why are they still trying to get the All-Star game to be a thing? You know, they you get, uh, like basketball, you can kind of do it. You just end up scoring like 200 points. It turns points into more no of like a slam dunk either. fest. Oh, exactly. It's enjoyable to watch that way. Exactly. But then you get stuff like the Pro Bowl, right? With that, I think it's the Pro Bowl. Yeah, right? with, with the NFL, NFL yep. Where... That's a pretty physical game. Do you think any of them really want to hit each other? Yeah, especially when their seasons are already over yeah. and they're waiting for next year. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like the main reason why the NHL does it is, one, whatever town or city holds it brings lots of money to them. Yeah. It does kind of show off the skills of the guys, but they don't. I feel like they should just do the skill competition and then that's it. I used to love when – do you remember when they had the um, – was it the sophomores versus like the rookie? Yeah, game? that was awesome. That was like yeah, it was like the first year guys versus yep. like the second year guys. I loved when they had that. But that you know what? Actually, they should do it where it's um, guys still on their entry levels <laughs> against like the big name guys. Yeah, I and do three on three that way. I think that would be far more competitive. And I hope they look at something like different that. different ways to kind of make yeah. it more exciting. Exactly because it. I didn't even watch the last game, which was apparently the most competitive of the three. But I was like, I, I can't do this. <laughs> this is wa- this is wasted two hours of my life already. I don't need to watch it. I didn't even watch it to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it, honestly, you didn't. You missed nothing. <laughs> Although, once PK Subban is done uh, with his playing career, I hope yeah. he goes into broadcasting. He, he's like during the All Star competition, like the skill yeah. competition. When he was like commenting, he was great. He's oh, he was fantastic he'd be, doing that. He'd be a great color commentator. <laughs> I don't say that because he's black. <laughs> <laughs> but and then they get Carey Price on there, and he's he's so. But if you ever have interviews with Carey Price, that's who he is. He's oh, very quiet and he's very personal. And there's actually a video where he gets picked up by this guy. He's uh, for sale fishing, or whatever, and he goes out in like near Montreal and goes fishing. Yeah. 
I've never seen an interview with Price where like unlike that one where he's having fun, he's laughing, yeah. he's making jokes, but he's when you know when it's hockey, it's he's serious, and that's just yeah. the way he is. I I want to bring this up just for go quickly going real quick going back to what you were saying about Carey Price being a class act, and I say you no, know, most NHL players are not so much about you know other other sports. Some basketball players. And entertain me in that way, and especially something that I saw, um, I think it was today, where it was uh, LeBron James, who it was in Cleveland, and uh, this guy was doing like a shot from half court. For, yeah, and he rushed 75 him. Grand. Yeah, he yeah. comes over, like gives him a hug, lays on the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like as, tackles him. Right? As much as I don't like LeBron James, but that's for other reasons. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't like him as a player, but he's he's a classy guy. Oh, yeah, except for the fact that the only reason why I don't say he's, he's classy to fans whatnot, but they're paying over $60 million above the cap, so his owner is paying a luxury tax every year, and he's demanding that the owner go out <laughs> and get another playmaker so they can be competitive. Yeah, but he wants one of the expensive guys to go. No, but no, but he but at first he wanted to just bring in someone else. Yeah. But it's like you're not the one paying the luxury tax at the end of every year. Yeah, but he's also the guy that kind of brings in all the fans. Yeah, but I mean he he, he makes some money. He's no Michael Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan could won six titles, <laughs> didn't have the friggin' didn't have to bring in the Kyle, you know what I mean? The, yeah. the Kyrie Irvings, the friggin' uh, the the Kevin Loves and all yeah. these guys. He didn't have to attract them, the Dwayne Wades, the Chris Boshes. That's another yeah. topic. I could go that, Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, for a hockey podcast, we are getting super <laughs> off topic with that. But, yeah, anyways, going back to uh, top prospects, it was great to see all those young players playing. Honestly, I don't know much about what's going on with uh, junior players right now because – and for the last couple of years, I've paid tons of attention, mainly because it was less depressing <laughs> than watching the Leafs. Right. And because and I knew, knew that the Leafs what, might be getting yeah, a couple one, one of these one of these top <laughs> prospects was going to be selected within the first or fifth pick the Leafs had. <laughs> now it's you that should be paying attention, but well, most likely it'll be like Nolan Patrick or Nico yeah, which which I mean, yeah, you take Nolan Patrick if he's available, but Colorado needs defense more than anything. <laughs> yeah, defense. You but can there find isn't in... really too much like there's no real amazing defenders this year in the draft. Yeah. Like this isn't really a this isn't this is a pretty weak draft compared to. The last years. two years, yeah. last two years have been just outrageously strong, and um, you know it's it's funny because I was I was thinking about Boston the other day, and you know remember the other year I think it was 2015 when they took the three players in the third and, and they, like, uh, like 13, 14, physicals. 15, <laughs> Those yeah, guys, yeah, like one of them uh, Senishin, I think his name yep. is. He's he's a pure sniper. He's doing pretty well in I think it's the OHL, and then you get. Um, Jake DeBrusque, who I think plays for Brandon out west, and he's uh, doing fairly well there. But, you know, they, they didn't take players like Matt Barzell. Yeah. Who was obviously at uh, World Juniors, an unbelievable player yeah. that maybe they could have used, but no. And that's part of the whole Claude Julian and, firing. And Travis Konechny. Yeah. Who's... Two players that are better than what you have and you missed out Speaking somehow of, didn't he hurt himself yesterday he yeah he's out for, out for like six to eight weeks or yeah. something like that which is gonna kill but Philly. speaking of the um the whole claude julien firing is it wasn't so much his coaching style it was bad managing the management misjudged players that they drafted and claude julien had so much that he had to work with and yeah i mean he's not gonna be unemployed for long he's still a great no. coach and, and that was that was the best thing about um babcock he's like you're you're not gonna find a better coach no he he basically told boston 
you guys fired you guys fucked the, up <laughs> a great coach and you're not gonna have anyone better yep which I which I think is just hilarious. And what I would find even funnier is if he becomes an assistant coach with Toronto. Not going to happen. <laughs> no, He's going to go wouldn't. somewhere. He is going to go somewhere. And but, it makes me uh, think, too, that Ken Hitchcock, I don't think he's done. I think he's going to go somewhere else. Totally. I just so think he, he wanted to be done out of St. Louis, so he said he was retiring. <laughs> well, and they brought in uh, Mike Yo. I yeah, think it Mike is. Yo but he was going to be the coach next year anyways. Re- yeah, regardless. So it it's not totally out of the picture that... Uh, Hitchcock got fired, but it's crazy. Within like a week or a week and a bit, you get Ken Hitchcock fired, and that again, that is flat out Doug Armstrong's fault. Oh yeah, for not having a better goalie for him, and it, you, it's to the point where you almost might as well put in Marty Brodeur. Yeah, get him in shape and throw him in because Jake <laughs> Allen's just been awful. Jake Allen's been terrible. He has. And again, a lot of that's mental, and he's just not used to the pressures of being number one, yada, yada, yada. But you're an NHL goalie. You should be better than that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where they end up. I feel like one of the two of them will end up in uh, Las Vegas. But again, you got three excellent coaches now out there between Gerard Gallant, Claude Julien, and Ken Hitchcock. Yep. Like you got to think that some teams are looking at that now, going, "Do we make a change and, now?" Yeah, and and like for example, like Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, and this is the thing we we both thought that Paul Maurice would be gone, but according to Winnipeg, that his job is his job safe. But if you well, have, if you have, because what's going on with that team is not exactly his fault, right? But if you have guys like Jar Gallant or you know Ken Hitchcock or Claude Julien, I'm sorry, but any one of those is an instant upgrade from Paul Maurice. Huh. Yeah, you know what? With, with When it comes to Paul Maurice, I'm always kind of wary to say that he's a terrible coach. I'm not because, saying he's bad. I'm just saying he's not as good as those other guys. But, again, we've never seen, really seen his full potential because... Of the players he has. He's never had a good goalie. Yeah. Like, his goalies are never, I think, above maybe a, nine, a 9.1 or a .91 uh, save, perce- save percentage. So, it you know what? It'll be interesting to see uh, where they all end up, but... Um, you know what? I think uh, we've probably hit the end of our time for today. And uh, you know, follow us on Twitter at uh, at Talking Puck P, and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play. And thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. See you next week. Goodbye. See you.